Exactly. We're going to take, take a specific topic. So welcome to Action Man about me, my two set, and I'm having a general conversation about general things. Welcome to my podcast. So Enjoy. Conversation. Table reference. talk. Yeah, table talk. In table reference, talk. In reference it's, to what? In reference to life and marriage and things. Okay, so. Yeah, you're my special guest today. So on what, my what, table what are we talk. discussing? We're discussing unconditional love in a relationship and, you know, what separation should be like. Okay. It don't have to be difficult. I mean, and but in, well, in most cases a, it is. But it, but it shouldn't be. Because unconditional love is just that, unconditional. And you could be in a relationship with someone and have unconditional love and still not be with them. Yes, but that has to be a two-way street. It doesn't have to be a two-way street. That's the thing with unconditional love. Unconditional love is not a two-way street all the time. It's what is. I have unconditional love for people. They don't. They don't have to. That's my unconditional love. Is just that unconditional. You know, whether they fuck up, do something, I'm still gonna love them unconditional. I don't have to fuck with them, okay. just to love them unconditional, and they ain't gotta love me in return. Sometimes love is not rep- it's, it's, it's not the same thing. Okay. Not reciprocating. That's that's the key for it, reciprocate. Yeah. So you might have unconditional love for, for you, person. and you might not have unconditional love for me. That doesn't change my unconditional love for you. You're right. That just changed my view of you. Exactly. That doesn't change my love for you. Yeah, but but you, you might have it unconditional love, love for, like I said, your children. Uh-huh. That's not going to change your your view of them. I don't know, cause of my course. kids, my kids do some. Fucked up shit. Yeah, but all that's the like, time. that's not gonna change your view of them. It's actually it does. It no. makes me think like who the fuck raised you? And I have to realize just a few minutes, I raised you. Like where did it come from? No, sure. This is table go? talk, and you're gonna hear like our waiter Do I? and everything yeah, it's taking. Oh, oh, it's all right, Chris. Taking our order. Yeah, okay. Can I get for you guys? That lady on. She know what she wants. Go ahead. Going I want some steak and potatoes. Steak and potatoes? Yeah. Oh, you want to do like a filet, a flat iron, a T-bone? Um, you have a porterhouse? I don't. I have a ribeye. Yeah. A ribeye, a T-bone, the flat iron, which is your closest like a strip steak that we have, and then your just classic filet. Um, I'll take the classic filet. Okay. Uh, well done. Okay. Mashed potatoes. Um, I don't want, I don't want no gravy on. Put my gravy on the side. Okay. Um. I can bring you a side of gravy, but it doesn't come with gravy. Okay. If you want the gravy, I can get a side. No. Nope. If you don't want it I anyway. Don't, I don't want it anyway. But then, and it comes with mashed potatoes and broccoli, but I can do green beans, Brussels sprouts. I got green beans. Do some green beans? Green beans. Yes. And for the mashed potatoes, did you want to do loaded mash? You know, like cheese and bacon and chocolate? No, just regular right because I got the, um, yeah, the fries. Yes, sir. The Cajun shrimp, jambalaya, and chicken. Awesome. Would you like to do white or brown rice with that? White or brown rice? White. White rice? And then I'll bring a little extra sauce on the side for that one. Sometimes I think it's just... Some things just need to swim in sauce. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes yeah. it needs to swim in sauce. Appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. Is there sure. anything else I can get for you? That's gotta be out. Thank you. I'll get those fries out as soon as they're ready for you. Yes, sir. Yeah, so... But... You say... You, it, it, it may change your opinion. It changed my opinion of it because some, I think certain stuff like a kid should not do. Like I say, I don't negotiate with terrorists. And when kids start to do stuff that's unbecoming of a person to me, because, you know, people do stuff that's unbecoming of a person to me and how I think they should be towards me. And that includes my kids. 
Understand that? Because my love for them is unconditional. I go up and beyond. So when they start doing fuck shit. Thank you. When they start doing fuck shit, it's unbecoming of a person to me. That doesn't change my love for them. That just makes me look at them sideways. Like, yeah, somebody, you've been listening to somebody. Yes. Because when you stop listening and relying and trusting in what I say, then that's a problem. And you, nowadays you got kids that kids don't love you unconditionally. They love what you can do for them, just like most women do. Some but I mean, the assumption is the assumption is the assumption is what you can do for them. I mean, here's the thing: what well, they're thinking, okay, you they love you unconditionally too, but they think you're doing something that's going to do to them. That's their view. So is that child's view of what they think you are either doing or what you are not doing. Hmm. You understand? You know what my daughter told me? We had a discussion the other day. And my 13-year-old told me, as as a child, she's not supposed to care about my feelings because I'm the parent. That's a problem. That means your love isn't... She's 13. Okay. That means your love for me isn't unconditional. Because if it was, you would care about my feelings like you would want me to care about yours. But do you, do you attribute that to her maturity or because you, you are you are the mother. You've been through life. You know a lot more. So I would attribute that more to her lack of maturity and her lack of, you know what I mean? She's a child. She's still a child. So she doesn't, she doesn't understand certain concepts yet. But they think they do, and I then mean, you got other people in their in your head in their head. But I mean that that that's that happened through our life. Even that's like terrorists. Kid, no, no, even as a child or as, as a young person growing up, we all rebel in some way, some fashion. Some way, some fashion. Okay. Yes, we do. I'm sure the, our parents did not approve of everything we did, or we think, okay, you know what? Oh, my parenting shit. I was <laughs> I was hell on heels coming up. Yeah, and so and so. At some point, she is going to come to a realization, probably at a certain age, probably sooner than later, that you know what? She realized, oh, my, my love, my mom is unconditional. Okay, and I should be able to, I can still voice an opinion, but I love her regardless. Yeah, no, they don't. Like I said, I, I actually get more, it's, it's, a, it's more to a lack of maturity. That's why I'll I'll, I'll put it. That's two things. Yeah. Oh, I I mean, I know so. Nope. Because she's not mature yet. She's not, but they think they is. And the thing with my kids is I'm really open about everything with my kids. I don't hide nothing from them. I allow them to express themselves. I allow them to voice their opinion and their thoughts. Because at the end of the day, you know, they might be kids, but their voice do matter. Exactly. In life, and then they're going to get older and... I don't want to interrupt you, so sorry, guys. I just want to let you know if you are interested in desserts at all before you go today. Some of our baked-to-order ones do take about 15 to 20 minutes. So we'll so order that. keep in mind as you get your entrees if you're yes. going to buy or something. Thank you. Um, I allow them to voice their opinions and everything, and I don't have nothing for them because at the end of the day, as they're growing up, it is that they life that they have to deal with as they get older. So I don't... 
I don't force my way of thinking or opinion on them. I give them their own thoughts and mind. Like, my daughter been picking out her own clothes since she can talk. Yeah, but, but, who, who purchased her clothes? I purchased them. Exactly. But I take her to the store and I let her know, you know, whatever you want is what you're going to get. Yeah, but you, you, you can't. You, now, unless it's something you, skimpy you, that you, she should put you on. Gotta, you got the guidance. I mean, yeah. you, let, you let them make a, a decision, but you, you, you put some sort of guidelines in there. When I say no. guidelines, some guide, because you, you're not just like, for instance, I have boys, okay? They make that decision, mm-hmm. but there are certain grounds they're just not going to cross. Case in point, I'm not going to let my boys walk around with their underwear. And the him skinny as me. No, that's, no, that's just not going to, no, I mean, Especially when the underwear is exposed. <laughs> yeah. That's just not going to happen. Yeah, you that's that? when you just, you know, you, you just tell them, hey, put your pants up, put on a belt. That's my whole point. That's it. I mean, that's... But as way. far as the, as far as that, what they put on, yeah. I do allow, you know, unless it's something that's too grown for them, then it's like, yeah, you're not getting that. You're going to find something else. It's a middle ground. Yeah. Okay. It's always a compromise, a middle ground about yeah. certain stuff. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like I said, I'm not... Because when he walk out the door, when he, my son walk out the door, he gonna go to his friend's house and change his clothes. No, they're looking at me. Yeah, but he gonna go to his friend's house and change his clothes. Yeah, he's change his clothes. <laughs> because guess who the friends? Guess who the friends are? Yeah, he got he got three close friends. That's his crew, okay. And I know all of them, and I know all their parents, okay. I got those are good friends of mine. That's a good friend of mine. We communicate like. Two, three times a day. So I know how the, if their parents, they are almost, I think they're almost like similar to me in a sense. Yeah, but see, I think you're naive about your kids and the influence that they have, the world have on them because, because, because say, we've been kids before. So I, see that, I see that whole group. We've been, yeah, just because you see them, you ain't understanding. Because we've been kids before and my mom didn't like a certain group of friends of mine, right? So, so my mom, I stopped hanging out around them. I said to her, oh, I'm going over here, and you know, my friend's going to cover for me, or whatever, and, yeah, she tell her mom the same thing when we get ghosts, and we hanging out with the I'm crowd that him. we're not supposed to hang out That's with. That's what we're talking about here. I mean, we know that, you know what I mean? Kids going to do what they're going to do. Kids going to do, terms, yeah, they're going to uh, deceive you. Yeah, and you come up going out and doing certain things, but what I'm saying is, in terms of, because there are certain, you know, for as parents, for us, it's always somebody else's kid that's a, that's a bad influence. And we don't either consider our kid, our own, to be that, that one that, 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 that one's doing it. Influence it. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> so we always own somebody else's kid. But my, Take the knowledge for my kid's friend, for like your I own said, kid. I said, I do that thing, but I, it's, it's to a point now where I honestly, I, I have no sense you can't go to this person or you can't hang out with this person. I, I, as a matter of fact, I approve for them hanging out with that person. Well, how do I approve of them? Because most of the time, like uh, when, when his friend come to the house, he sleep over. The dad's gonna call me. Hey, are they over there? Yes. Okay. As long as he knows to my house, he's comfortable. Oh, I do that. So I need to know your parents yeah. come to my house. I need so, to know your mom. So, your mama so, know you here. So because must. I whoop other folks' kids inside my house. <laughs> it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah, if I, you I, fuck up inside my house, so what? Trust and believe you're gonna get it. You're gonna be like, hold up, because her mama will whoop my ass just like it was our mama. Yes, I mean, 
that used to happen to us. Yeah, that's when I was but, growing up. But I nowadays, I got to go, nah. step back a little bit. No, that's unless, the problem with these kids because nowadays, nowadays that we're taken away from the way that brought us up. Uh-huh. Like society has has put a, a, a label that you can't do certain stuff to kids. I live under the fuck them kids act. Up. That's that's right because now the kids are saying, "Oh, I'm calling nine one one." Oh, you man, you gonna call nine one because I tell the person before they send you. If your kids was friend with my kids, I would tell you before you say, "Hey, you do know in my house, once they step through my door, your child belongs to me." Because <laughs> anything that happens to that child, yes. mine with them, it falls back on me. Exactly. So no. Your kid will get fucked up in my house. You ain't got to worry about if they fell off the bed. And five out of ten, I probably knocked the ass off the bed. <laughs> Who do you think you're talking to? I live under, I live under the fuck them kids. Hey, you have to nowadays take it back to the roots because yep. they, they, they think I'm just gonna call nine one one. I'm calling the people. Oh, by the time, time nine one one get here, yeah, you might not be alive. You gonna be alive, <laughs> but you gonna be fucked up with it. I'm like Medea. Like, yeah. Nowadays, they tell you you can't do that to kids, and then they wonder why these kids running around here killing everybody and doing certain stuff because you're taking discipline. You're taking it right away from the parent to properly discipline and raise their kid. They take that away. Society has taken that away from the 911, the children's services. CFS. Yeah. That's what what we're doing. No, they knock on my door talking about my kid. I say, you know what? You feel like I take a witch. You gonna send it back? Take a witch. Get your shit. Take a witch. My daughter tried that call nine one 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 on me one time. Take a witch. She's out of control. Take a witch. Oh, you should have called the police on her. The police job is to serve and protect. I don't need your protection or your service from my cow. I mean, we have a different. In terms of that, we agree. So my, my style is kind of different. It's based on how my parents did their stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So even though I never got whipping, so I've never had to whip my kids. kids. Yeah. But I can look. I got three boys. I got two girls. You that look to them and tell them that, hey, I look, stop playing with me. God, I, I, don't, I don't even raise my voice. <laughs> I just look at my boys and they start to cry. That's it. I don't, I don't say nothing. Yeah. They, they know. They suddenly look at when I stop and I say nothing, they know something's wrong. <laughs> like they're doing something. And I'll just say, I'll call the name one time. I think everybody got every parent got that place. I'll just I used to have them. to tell my mom them, I'm saying, I don't whip my kids. And she say, Well, over here, I don't whip my kids. Don't put your hand on it. It's, it's different ways to discipline a kid nowadays. Oh, yeah. I mean, now, just because I don't whoop your ass, don't mean I won't fuck you up if you're doing something <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Yes. And just because you don't get whoopings don't mean I won't knock you back. But yeah, I think there's different ways to um, discipline your kids other than putting your hand up. If I got to hit you mm-hmm. to make you do what I say, then that's a problem. I feel that way in a relationship. You know, people are like, oh, he hit me because he loved me. No, no, he hit you because he don't give two fucks about you. Exactly. He doesn't even like you once he put his hand on you. Just pull up something real quick. Oh, yeah. I believe in different ways to discipline my kids. I put them on red. (laughs) Put them on red. I will provide a place for you to stay and feed you. But you'll walk around with holes in your shoes messing with me. 
Mom, I need some new shoes. What's wrong with the ones you got? Put some duct tape on. <laughs> duct tape were fed things. <laughs> you say duct tape were fed things. It's a hole in my jeans. Put some duct tape on. Get you a needle and thread or sew it up. Why not? <laughs> but I'm not going to the store buying you nothing. But I need it. Yeah, I needed some respect and you didn't have it. I needed to do what you do. You needed to do and you didn't do it. <laughs> so all I have to do is provide a roof over your head and make sure you eat. Anything ex- anything other than that is extra. I don't reward bad kids. I don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> I don't. My cell phone needs to be paid. Then I suggest you go get a job and pay it. Because waiting on me, it's my cell phone work. It is my 17-year-old right here. He knows what I care about. So... That he, he my that's my eleventh grader. That's my eleventh grader. So in the house we have a have a pack with them. You bring home this report card. This gray is worth this. This gray is worth this. The reason I tell them the reason I tell them from the beginning of the semester. Negotiate with terrorists. No, the beginning of semester. Because I, I tell them excellence is rewarded. rewarded. Okay, you get an A, you get an extra, you get thirty dollars yeah. a grade. You get a B, I say you get fifteen. You get a C, you get a five. So they money motivated. They grade, they grades is depend. They grades is money motivated. It's money motivated, but they also know that it's not just about the money at time. Because mostly when when they bring in excellent grades, they see my reaction. I mean, every parent got a reaction. Yeah, every kid sometimes want to make they, their parents proud. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they, they see the sense of pride. Now, someone 17 year old the other day, he said, Dad, and we should try so hard, so hard for his grades because that's the only thing he see that I really, really care about. Okay, he said. He said he, he knows I love him. He said he knows I. But you care about his. Yeah, he said. But, yeah, he said the way I. He said. When his mom is shouting about, she shout about this, shout about that, shout about that. He said, you don't give me shout about anything. But the one thing he sees. She you shout about is when he got them good grades. I, I don't shout about, yeah. I, and, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a sense of pride, you know what I mean? Okay. Where I'm calling my sisters, I'm calling my I guess my baby, my, uncle, my son I'm just call, got yeah, I'm three calling, I'm calling his grandpa, <laughs> I'm sending stuff. So he get a call from family, extended family. And about he, how well he's doing in school. I mean, so that kind of, that's his motivation. So are you are you awarding him for good grades as oh. well as everybody you call awards him for good grades? Oh yeah, I mean that, because I mean like I said, at the end of the day, that's let me see. Okay, uh, let me see. Uh, what's that? I'm playing to my kids. You know, have you ever seen the Great Debaters? What is that? It's a movie with Forrest Whitaker, and I'm just I've heard about it. I've seen it. You should watch it. It's a very good movie. It's a very good movie. Um, in the movie, um, Forrest Whitaker is a um, professor. He's not do, and his son is one of the, um, one of his students. Uh-huh. And he had this saying that say, "You do what you have to do to do what you want to do." Oh yeah. Understand that, and I teach my kids that you do what you have to do to do what you want to do. And what you have to do is you get an education, clean your room, live right, so you can be able to do what you want to do. Because education is key. So. Okay. Now, that's his sister. That's my son. That's my sixth grader. 
Oh, she approved. This was the land. The last one? Huh? Oh, okay, now that's just the thing. That's, okay. my, that's my daughter. Thank you. Okay. So, like I said, I'm not, our, all our kids are smart. They are intelligent. Yeah. But we have to, like I said, give them incentives. Most of the time, like, it's not just about, you have to give them a goal. Something is, I can just, oh, go steady. Go do this. And do, get good grades. The goal, the goal is in life is to set yourself up to be a better adult. Because if you don't go to school and do grades and your education, the only person you're really going to hurt is you. I can be proud of you all day long. Yes. But the only person that's going to affect in life is you. Because then you're not going to be able to get a job. You're not going to be able to take care of you. You're not going to be able to maintain anything. You're the one that's going to suffer through life dependent on me. So the goal in life is to be independent and not have to depend on nobody. And well, education provides like, yeah. that. Yeah, so they, 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 even though you can tell them all you want. Because you shelter them. No, no, I said, you, you, yeah. Like I said, they haven't been to yet because yeah, so, you shelter them. Yeah, because at the age where you have to shelter them until they, they're able to get to No. No, when I, when I mean by shelter them, I, I mean, you, you, they have been through life as a, like you are an adult you know mm-hmm. what I mean you know how things are okay you made a mistake they don't do something but they don't see the purpose of a good grade right now but you do because you've been there you've done that so <laughs> so for me like I said what is it that's going to motivate them to money. get those excellent grades money no I mean yeah I mean that's what you motivate them what you motivate them if you bring home this and this and this yes. you get this this and this so I they mean, money I mean, motivate them I mean they still got money regardless. Yeah, but they money motivated. I know they got they got allowance regardless. Yeah. Okay. But it's not because my son knows. Let's say he's trying to go get some shoes right now. Okay. He knows. Okay, dad. <laughs> His allowance is only certain much, so he needs to bring in something with it. No, no. If he, if, as I said, this what this what I told him. Okay. The only thing I need to do is clean your room. Okay. Make sure your room is clean. Once in a while, wash your dishes. Once in a while? I need, all I need to do is focus on your academics. Hmm. Now, if your, like I said, I'll probably just go, if your grades drop, okay, you know, at 3.75, we have a problem. Now, you can't have no excuse. Why is dropping good? Because that's all you got to do is focus on your academics. Why is that? Because he's a teenage boy. That's what you tell him he has to do. But in his mind, he's focused on his school, and then there's girls. Yes. And then there's his friends. Then there's outside his personal time. So his yeah. mind is. The thing about it, he's the kind of person you know, like you, you, you try to make him go out, like go to a movie or something. He's not going. He want to stay up play video game. <laughs> that, that's how he is. I mean, so, look. Uh, no, go, 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 go outside for a minute. You know, I mean, just go outside. You know, I mean, take a walk. Go to the basketball court with your friends or do something. You know what I mean? So enjoy. You, you got to get out of the house. You, got, you can't be sitting behind a computer all damn day. You can't because right now you got his mind only focused on school and his academics. So he don't find life outside of that exciting. He's, he's antisocial. No, I mean, he don't, I mean, he don't get too much. He got his, friends, but his he don't get come too, over all the time. Yeah, but he don't get too fucked about him. He'll sit in the house before he go outside no, and play no, with no, no, they, they, no, they, they come they, and play video yeah, games. He's a gamer. When they show up, he's a gamer. Like, in, in, like, on a, like, on, like on the weekend, like Saturday, Saturday when it's sunny outside, once in a while they'll, they'll run outside to the basketball court. But they'll spend less than 30 minutes and they're right back. <laughs> and they right back in the house playing their game. <laughs> yeah, but as I said, for me right now, like I said, I know nobody's complaining about him. And. 
I'm not saying she just complained about his academics or, you know what I mean, she is grades dropping. I mean, I, 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 because he had all A's when he was in ninth grade, all A's, 10th grade. He's 11th grade now, he got all A's. I said, look, just keep those up. He got, he got, he got 4.2 something GPA. GPA. So I said, just keep that up. And before the pandemic hit, he had a summer scholarship to the Brown University for, for you know, a mentorship. Okay. And they already paid for it. I got fifteen thousand dollars to pay for it. I had to pay out of pocket was two hundred dollars. So he was scheduled to go in the summer and then I paid that that's when it kinda of would do that's something. So hopefully you keep this up. Your twelfth grade year, you have four point something GPA, you will get people academic scholarship. You saw like um what's the name? Athletic scholarship or any other kind. If you have an academic scholarship, that's the best scholarship that's you can that, have. Yeah, you can, can, go mean, you can go anywhere. You can go anywhere. Yeah, you don't need to have a go to play for this school or play for that school. But of course, he got an academic. That means he can go to any school he wants. To. And that's the one thing we know. I said that's the one thing I know yeah. about this country. We're all about <laughs> paper. They're all about the books. Okay, you don't need to. It don't matter what family background you have, where you come from. Just work on all the academics. White folks see that four point plus GPA. They see that SAT. You know what I mean? That fourteen hundred plus. They see those. That's all. It. That's just gonna help them get into the right college yes. and get the right degree. But um, white folks seem like they care about that shit in, in real life. They don't give a fuck how smart you is. No, of course not. They will give you a job just to fire you and make you then try to belittle you. What I, what I was telling him, as far as that was concerned as well, is yes, the academic, you go and get a school. But you are in a capitalist society. It just, it just put them in a different tax bracket. And the most important thing in the capitalist society is not your academics. It's not, it's, not your, it's not your degree. It's not your, it's not your PhD. It's not your master's degree. Yeah. It's that credit score. <laughs> You, you, can have, you can have you can have good credit and like not even have all that. It's about what you teach your child as no, coming no, no. up about what credit and what credit is. Yeah, but I, but that, that I mean that besides academic, that's a, that's that's the second most important. Thing. I, yeah. it's the most important thing. Yeah. Not, not, they care about I, your credit more than they care about your degree. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. You walk the car dealership, they get your ID. They're not running your your yeah, academic they, background. They're they running your credit. Your credit, okay. Once you got a 750 plus on your credit score, guess what? Banks fighting over you to give you personal loan, to give you car loan, to give you a, a, a mortgage. Just so your shit can drop. I mean, it don't have to drop. It don't, it don't have the to first drop. Time, the first time you miss a one payment or... That's that's what education is about. That's what the financial education is about. Yeah, you know, but we, 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 we waited for the schools or for somebody to teach our children. But we, we had to teach our children ourselves. It starts at home first. Exactly. So education starts at home before you put them in school. Can I get some of that out of the way? Yes, you? ma'am. Sorry, you can. And those aren't going to be too much longer, and I'll have some more water out of the Yes, thank you. The reason you work is so you kind of replenish what you already have. Uh-huh. You, you are not working to be from paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. I'm not a millionaire. I don't make like, you know what I mean, six figure salary. 
but you're six figure nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'm not making six figure. No, I work at CTA, so you have to understand. So, so here's the thing. So it's, it's, you have to know how the system work. How does the system work? You go to the bank. Uh-huh. They gonna give you a loan for what? A car, right? They gonna give you a loan for uh, what's the name? A mortgage based on your what? Your credit score. Your credit what? History. <laughs> now. Using that to my advantage is also what we call personal loan. Personal loan. They get the same amount they give for, for a car payment. Yeah, for anything. That's yes. That's called a personal loan. Yeah, so I, I, I can get a fifteen thousand dollars, twenty thousand personal loan. I get a person it's like check working waiting to me by the bank. Mm-hmm. I put that money into what? My saving. What's that money for? It's to keep off my credit. Okay. I'm working. My paycheck is not to be paying uh, one bill and then waiting for my next paycheck. It's because based on my credit score, I got a personal loan from the bank. I put that money away. So even though I work, I might make like $1,000 every two weeks or $1,500 every two weeks or something of that nature. I'm adding it to that something. I'm paying my bills. But at least something is still getting you added. Yeah, so and I'm then not missing what you have in there is adding yeah, So I'm not missing any payment. Even if I lose my job. Hard, hard, let me tell you something. Hard times is just that hard time. Yes. And you can't predict There's hard times. Let me get my okay. party off. Young man. Chris. Chris. Come here. Pick that up. This is bothering me. Can you bring him another one? This is bothering me. You put that bread on there. Okay. I'm sorry about that. I didn't want to go all over the place. Oh, I'll get you a new setup right out. I have that same It's... Hard times is hard times. You can't determine when hard times come. Of course and not. that money that you're sitting on, it's eventually going to run out. It will. It will. And when right. it run out, and you still going through hard times, because like now, it's a pandemic. But here's what I'm saying. Hard time is hard time. Hard time come if I got 200 in my account, and hard time hit, it's going to hit me harder. Then if Why? I got, because you got 200 in your account? No, no, I'm saying, yeah, because <laughs> that, you ain't got enough. Yes, that's what I'm you saying. You got to learn how to make it enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but it's, it, there'll be a different kind of hard time if I have a $20,000 in my account. Okay? It still yeah. allows me, right, while I'm trying to get my feet, still be able to do what I need to do. Yeah. Now, if I got that amount on my, in my account. You got to learn You gotta learn how to take that $200 and make it. Two hundred thousand dollars. No, I mean that, that, that's a different. That's, that's a different topic. Different, that's, that's a different hustle. That's a different hustle. But what I'm saying in terms of your regular, middle class, individual working folks that are trying to move from one day to the next, to the next with family that's trying yeah. to make sure they're not on the street. Yeah. Okay. Living paycheck to paycheck. Exactly. Because, because there's always a job somewhere. It might not be the it's ideal job is, you but want, it's one. but it's one. But it's one. But it's one to at least bring some some sort of income in. Yes. Whether it's in the summertime, go to a car, uh, car wash place and, and wash people's Man. car and get in a couple. I mean, there's always something as long you. What live. do it look like? I do. Huh? What the, what kind of job do you think? What, what you do look it look like? like you, I do. You look like you're in sales. I'm in sales. Do yes. it. Yes. I, I, hear, I hear most of the time I look like um if I have my glasses, he'll say I look like a teacher. Oh okay. <laughs> like you look like a teacher. So I look like I'm in sales. Yes. Like, oh. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Would you care for any steak sauce or anything else? Um, no, don't care. Oh, okay. You need anything at all? Just let me know. Thanks, okay? Thank you. So, so what do you do? What do I do? Yes. Most of the time, I do me. What does that mean? 
anything I want to do. I like that. Anything I want to do when I want to do it. That, 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 that's ideal. What do you think I want to school for? Huh? Communication. And why? Because I can communicate so well? Because huh? I communicate so well? No, I mean, probably, I mean, right. You, you already yeah. said I look like I'm a sales, so you just assume that for communication. You got, you got, you got to go to school of communication and still be able to get in sales. <laughs> Use your communication skills that you are getting broadcasting or, you know I mean, sell stuff to somebody. Huh. Yep. I went to school for psychology. Oh, okay. My major in school was psychology. Well, how far did you go? How far did I go? In associates. Okay. Because most of the time, I think those degree programs, because most of the people that I got master's plus or PhD, uh-huh. they make it kind of something, unless you got something like some other hospital. I plan on going for my PhD, and I've been doing um, research up on my thesis paper. But, you know, life happens all the time. That's why they, they don't understand especially with family. about stuff, especially with family, especially with just life, period, in general. But, you know, um, <laughs> I would have got it together. Oh, okay. no, matter, um, no matter what degrees I have, it do me no good if I can't use them. So I am very educated for life happens. So I'm also a felon. A felon or what? A felon? So, um, for what? For what? Yes. Many things. Okay. Many things. Is, does that, is that what you mean by you disposed of? Yeah, that's what I mean by I was disposed so of. Where were you at? Um, federal penitentiary. For what? In federal penitentiary, normally it might be... Uh, Narcotic related. <laughs> oh, so um, it is. I do a lot of. I do a lot of my research. Um, it's a fine baby. Thank you. A lot of my research um, is there. Like my paper that I'm gonna write for my PhD is based on the mental mental health. What what role the mental health plays to inmates while being incarcerated? Because it's a big role. When you're incarcerated, mental health plays a big role. Uh, what? In the correction? The correction officer for the state. Were you? I don't. I don't. State you guys, you guys need. Yeah, I tell um, explain to them that they need um, some training, some psychology training. I think I think correctional officers should have. But that's not going to happen. Why? Because it costs a lot of money. It's going to happen. No, it's going to happen. It's going to happen though. Look at police officers on the street. Don't have they, they have to be what? To deal with every, every and they don't, And they don't know how to deal with mental health patients. Exactly. That's why it's going to happen. A change will come. The I, Second I, Chance Act and the things that most people who have been incarcerated, you know, the things that that's in the making, it will come because that's one of the reasons that a lot of African-American people and everything is being killed. Because there's no training for mental health issues. I think everybody is doped out and cracked out. That's not even an issue. I mean, it had no mental health. Because most of the people that are getting killed have no mental health patients. They don't. See, they they just think when you're non-compliant that you're combative because you question them. They don't want to be questioned. They think everybody is a criminal. They think everybody is a crackhead or a junkie. Not everybody. 
a specific race. Mostly okay. black. But most, Not most of, of black. Most of the people who crack heads and dunkers is the white folks. Yeah, but, but that's that's not how law enforcement viewed it. Okay. You think that? No, I'm I'm sure. We can argue about that because no, I, what I'm I saying is what I'm saying is what I'm saying is like the the um, the, the situation with uh, like the opiate crisis that mostly ravaged the, the south and southwest, like Kentucky, places like that, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Those are people are drug addicts. The officers in that community know they are drug addicts. The difference is they don't feel threatened by those people because they look like them. <laughs> the difference is they look there, they see a black person look a little different. They, they are, the fact that the person, especially not just black person, specifically black male, are viewed as a threat. They think they just think black people period is viewed as a threat. Okay. Whether male or female. They have a situation like police officer training. As a state police officer for 12 years before I went to CTA. In what state? State of Illinois. Okay. When you go to simulation training where you have a high risk situation where you are. It's normally whatever. It's normally you're doing you an a arrest person. or something like a, a high a, like a high speed chase uh-huh. or like a, a felony stop. Where a felony stop is where somebody committed felony and they, and, they, and they try to escape from the police and you stop them all of a sudden and you trying to get them out of the vehicle. So they put it in a simulation room where you see a blonde white young lady gonna come out of. And then you see a black person. Yeah, a blonde young lady, a blonde white girl comes out of the back of somewhere. She has a weapon. Police officer, they hesitate to shoot. Yeah. A black, the same, the same scenario. They bring the same scenario. A black person come with a book in his hand. They quick to shoot. They quick to shoot. Okay, so it's it's training. racial profiling. Training, training. And it's assault, baby. Not not pepper, just assault. It's training. This it's tra- I know they train they they train them to be biased. Have you seen the targets? Police yeah. targets when the police they don't shoot it on the range. Yeah. My dad, um, my dad worked for the Rollins um, Police Force back in the day. He was also in the Navy. My sister's in the Navy. My dad was in the Army. Yeah, I'm looking at my time before they give me a big ticket over there. So that's why. Are we on the clock? We had two hours. We had two hours. We've only been here for 40 minutes. No, that's like, uh, time almost up. I gotta go with you on that, but we got time. We got like two fifteen, so I got two fifteen. This is downtown. They're quick to do this stuff. Oh yeah. But see, they um. That's why change need to come, cause I got pulled over coming from Vegas. I got pulled over coming from Vegas, and I got pulled over in Utah. So I've been in Utah for the past couple of months in a jail and I've been a federal inmate so I knew I shouldn't have been traveling with it but I'd rather get caught with a gun than without it because I got shot up when I was 34 I got shot up here in Chicago uh-huh. you know so I make sure I, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm not the typical person that somebody can kidnap or do something to. And people have that misconception that when they see women that we're vulnerable. And most people are. 
but I tell people all the time, I'm not a good candidate to kidnap, because I ain't going. So, when they pull me over, um, Utah just, just, it's an open carry state, so, and my kids looked it up, and they would have said, Mom, had you not had one in the chamber, you know, you probably would have been out of there by now. And the officer asked, and he asked me, you know, like, why would you have one in the chamber? And my response was, you got one in your chamber? He said, yeah. But then if you keep one in your chamber, I keep one in mine. Why the hell would I not have one in the chamber? One in the chamber because they just think they they tell society that it's okay to carry the gun as long as that is not chambered and the clip is not in. That's how they want you to travel with it. What good is it to me Exactly. if it's not ready? That's the whole point. The whole point of having it is to be able to protect yourself. It's to be ready. But the, the thing about it, in that point, just based on that point, two months ago, I contacted an ATF agent uh-huh. in Madison, Wisconsin. My question to the agent was, Kyle Rudolph, a young man, 17-year-old, that left Illinois, uh-huh. went to Kenosha, Wisconsin, killed three people during the, during the Black Lives protest. Mm-hmm. Two people died. One was critically injured. He was charged with a crime, state crime. My question for the agent was, why have you guys not charged him with violating federal law? Because he illegally transported weapons from one state to another state. First of all, he's not, he wasn't entitled to have the weapon in his other age. Mm-hmm. Secondly, he transferred the weapon from Illinois. Is it a white boy or a black boy? White boy. Okay. In Wisconsin. So I said, it's a young black man out of Chicago, has taken an AR-15 and gone to Wisconsin. He's being charged with a federal crime. Exactly. And I, and I, and I, and I give him the federal statute specifically. Because they're lenient. You see, you see, uh, 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 that, that it has nothing to do with race. I said, it has everything, everything to do with race. race. He's 17. My boy is 17. Mm-hmm. Okay? I talked to him about that stuff. My son is 17. I said, if a young black son had taken AR-15 and traveled out of state without a license specifically and shot three white folks, I said, he wouldn't even make it the next block. Exactly. So you 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 can't convince me otherwise. I had no new race. It had they gonna kill him. They gonna kill him even if he's surrendering. So the idea that so so all depends who you are. I'm allowed. I got a concealed carry, but I just don't carry a weapon in Chicago. There's so much regular. You can't carry it over here. You can't put it over here. You can't do it. Over here. Oh, I can There's do so many sit. stipulations. Yeah, I have on to sit on my cabinet. Yeah, I have to sit on my porch and. and, and and hold on my dick, basically. That's that's what y'all want me to do. But I can't kill no one. You can't take it store. You can't take it. You can't put it. What, what the fuck am I supposed to do with it? What you gonna do with it? I mean, what good is it gonna do with me? I don't have my. I, I have my. Uh, what's the name? My concealed carry license. And somebody walk in and start shooting. And I, I don't have it. You got, I can't bring it in the restaurant. Oh, I can't take it on the bus. I can't take it on the train. I can't take it in the school. I can't take it in the park. Yeah, what's the point of it? Because they don't want you to protect yourself. But I say, you know, I'm about to say, fuck it. I, I mean, I'd rather have it than not have it. I'm, I'd rather get caught with it than without it. I just I just argued this fact when I was down there. Uh, they asked me, well, you knew you were a convicted felon. Why would you have it? I said, because my constitutional right says I have the right to bear arms to protect myself. I seen nowhere when I was learning the Constitution that it says, if you become a felon, 
this constitutional right is taken away from you. Of course not. You tell me that I can't have it. And to me, you man, the constitution was written right before you were born. So as my constitutional right, I'm going to bear arms and I'm going to protect me and mine at all costs. At all costs. So, yeah. People don't understand that. And um, I explain to them. They're going to judge me by 12 before they carry me by 6. The prison system can't hold me forever. And I'm going to put up a damn good argument and a damn fight of why I should be able to have it. I don't think just because I became a felon that I shouldn't be able to carry it. Because I, I do believe y'all make it a point to not charge Caucasian people with certain crimes so they won't become a felon. And they can still carry it. But you should know, most people don't know this by, by law, most laws. And I tell them this. As a felon, I still can own a gun. I have a right to buy a rifle, a shotgun. If I want to go get me um, an AK-47, I have a right to own it. Because you can't take away my right to hunt. You can't take away my right to feed me. That's the law of the land. I have a right to hunt my own food. I ain't never got to come sit down at this restaurant and buy a meal. <laughs> I, have, I have that right to hunt my own food. To cook my own food. And I can't buy well go kill no goddamn deer with my bare hands. I can try, but it won't happen. But society let let them the government hold too much clout in people's lives. That they don't the rules doesn't apply to everybody. Of course not. The government do that because that's how you keep control. Yeah. Just like you can you can maintain your rule if you don't have so called control. So you, you gotta force compliance. Yeah, I'm and one of them people that um yeah. <laughs> you can't force compliance on. No, I mean, I mean, you got force, I mean that's the whole point. That's the whole point of high prison, you force compliance. Because you have the the few that are at the top that controls everything. Mm-hmm. So they have to make sure they actually don't get messed up. If you work and you put money in your savings, you're not you're not gaining shit. But if uh what's his name? Uh Jeff Bezos invest in the stock market, he getting money. Anytime something happens in the stock market, like they get volatile, what do, what do they do? They they intervene. Okay, to help them out. Yeah. They help they intervene to make sure they don't go broke. We have intervene in your, in your bank account? No. <laughs> Actually, they just intervene. Like, I think some stuff is very minute and... Yes, sir. Like, shouldn't happen. They want to know too much information nowadays about anything. What's in my bank account shouldn't matter to nobody. I don't put that on application. I was helped my daughter fill out an application and they was like, um, we want to know I was wondering you got in your savings, your bank account number, that's all that stuff. That's, that's none of your business. That's, that's none of your business. Well, guess what? As long as I pay my rent on time, that's all you need to know. How much money I got and how where I'm getting it from ain't none of your business. Well, that's, that's, it has come to that now. It's, it's come to that. What's the rest of it? 
I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, I'm sit for a little bit, get it all. <laughs> well, I thank you folks for um, tuning in to Table Time. I'm the wife to get this mask. They're gonna stop you from going in the bathroom if you ain't got it on. Thank you guys for tuning in to Table Time. Um, general conversation about some things. Stay tuned for the next episode about general conversation. Right now it's table time. Next time we're going to have car time. Car talk. Let's see what most of these people talk about. So, until then, stay tuned. Enjoy. Be blessed. <laughs>